Welcome to Transformation in 10, bringing you expert insights for navigating the transformations impacting application delivery. This podcast is presented by Tricentis and brought to life by our special guests across the quality, DevOps, cloud, and business worlds. Hello, listeners. This is the second part of my conversation with Louise McCarthy, Managing Director of Female Entrepreneurship at FNCL Capital Partners, and much more. Enjoy. Now, coming up to the end, I really, really like the story you shared with Wolfgang, our founder. This was during your time at the tax office in the UK. And um, yeah, you, you shared a story about when you met with, our, with the Prime Minister for, from England at the time, if you won't mind sharing that. Yes. I mean, I was really lucky. Um, it was a few years ago now. It's when self-assessment online was um, coming into the UK, but the uptake wasn't grand. And I was brought in um, to lead the charge into improving the digital transformation. But it's the same time as austerity measures were hitting. So we had to cut the cost by 25% at the same time. So trying to weigh up how do you digitalize a big government department, which has been going for obviously a long time, but then the costs were um, quite high and they needed to be brought down at the same time. And um, and I came up with a strategy which um, most of the work was outsourced. So most of the IT services were outsourced. And it was really just being able to find a way to change the landscape with the way things have actually been operated in, in HMRC for such a long time. And it was very much back to that same agenda around, you know, how the processes, how can we automate the processes, what technology can we bring in and how can we reduce the costs but I think key to all of that was how can we innovate and continuously improve at the same time? And the blocker to all of that was an outsourcing contract that the government had. It was publicly um, announced afterwards. But I mean, I came up with a strategy how we could reduce costs, digitalize more. But it meant removing or changing the outsourcing supplier that we had. I was sort of like quite a young, well, not young. I was like, I was 15 years younger than I am now. Um, and I was shaking with my papers, going into the minister's office, sharing my strategy, thinking, is this going to believe in me or not? But it was because I had piles and piles of data and facts to actually support my argument. And um, he, he loved my idea and my proposal. So agreed to it. And it was a huge success. And it was in the public domain, it was announced that we'd actually managed to reduce the cost significantly and digitalize more and created a, a continuous improvement innovation function. And that's one thing I would probably say, go back to my early, your earlier question around what else do you have in your kit bag, I guess, when you're doing this. And it's, I would say it's about cleaning up what you have, coming up with a new automated look and feel, but avoiding getting to that stagnant state that you had been for many, many years because you need to always build in innovation. And innovation is not just, you know, just a word that's used. It's part of the DNA and culture of any organization. And I think that's what we ended with um, at HMRC and many of the other digital transformations that I've undertaken is having employees partners, customers, and everybody, and even and even suppliers, involved in the innovation of thinking about great new ideas and then bringing those ideas forward to continuously improve the organization, but make sure you've got no restrictions on enabling the organization to actually implement those innovations. And that's what unfortunately was in the situation with HMRC being rigid and fixed with its outsourcer supplier. And I think that is how 
I think what I'm doing now with Athena Ventures is having the ideation from the founders. And now the, the great thing for me is I've built up a an incredible network with large corporates where we actually can become the innovation and the ideation partners now. So I can bring in the female founders that have got these great innovation technology and take them into these organizations and let them see what the course exciting stuff is that's being developed from outside of their organization. So it's about staying alive, continuous, innovating all the time and making sure it's part of the company's DNA. And then even better, having it with females, you score against your ESG agenda. Yeah, there we go. Corporate alignment. (laughs) Winning on all accounts. Yes, in terms of the... HMRC project that you mentioned there, you know, you were pitching that way back when, you know, digital transformation was still, you know, kind of in its infancy. It wasn't an expectation. I mean, I guess my interactions with, with HMRC, I've been lucky to have been online there, but of course, for many years. And I've heard you say that, you know, with, with the legacy architecture of a lot of these companies, I liked the analogy of it's like I'm trying to move deck chairs around the Titanic, you know, and with the some of the obstacles you get, whether that's, you know, an iceberg or yeah, just, just you're up against a lot of challenges if you can inject that innovation, as you say, which then kind of you can make that sustainable uh, impact that has longevity, then that's that's really cool to hear. And I did want to ask actually as well. So obviously that innovation would feed to delivering on quality. And many of my guests on the podcast, they we always talk about the role that quality plays in these transformations, you know, it's, it's important for the end user, the customer that they're interacting with a quality product. And we've definitely reached kind of this tipping point where executives are now recognizing that a sound testing strategy is critical for delivering that innovation, but also at speed. So what role have you seen quality play in the transformations you've led? And you've already touched on that's how, how that's evolved a little bit. If you have any more insights on that, that would be really cool for our listeners. Yeah, I mean, quality for me is, first of all, you've got to be able to measure it and then you can improve it. But quality is um, it's got to be a measurable thing. So you've got to be able to identify how you can measure it. But I just think if you can take away all of the manual transactional side of things, you're removing the enhanced bad quality. And I think the other most important thing for anything, and I've not mentioned this before, but it's probably normally my number one topic is data. So it's about having good quality data. And in all of that, I would say if you can remove the transactional element, the where mistakes can happen and automate as much of that as possible, and then use data and facts to actually measure the success. And that's where I love Tricenter so much because I mean, I came across Tricenters, I say, many years ago now in their very, very early days and um, was a user of their products many, many years ago in doing one of my transformations. And it's about, you know, if you don't test things, then you can end up going around the houses more and more times before you get it right. And it's about, about a transformation. It's about getting things right as quickly as possible. And it's about implementing change as quickly as possible and as low cost as possible and make sure it's reliable. And the only way you're going to do that is by having automated testing because and, and taking away the manual testing because the amount of time used in manual testing is just such a waste. You want your users doing value-add things and you want your applications and your systems, you know, doing all the automation and the testing. And then, you know, only on exceptions do you need to have human intervention. And I think that's the only way you get the quality in a transformation. Number of times I've seen transformations fail 
because they, they're struggling at the testing stage or even forget the testing stage. <laughs> so then it goes straight into life. And then your end users and your customers are saying that that whole program was a complete disaster because somebody forgot to do the testing. So if you've got the tricenter product in there from the early days, you know, you won't ever miss that step. Especially if you're a CIO or you're a transformation lead, your own reputation's on the line. If you put something in live without doing proper testing or you've done it manually or somebody's not done the manual properly. So really quality is absolute key as much as data as well. Quality, automated data, really. Thank you for that kind of those words on Tricenters. It is it's a really cool company to be a part of in terms of its automation, as you said, moving away from the manual testing. And that's such labor intensive stuff that going back to the innovation, you know, if you remove that, it opens up more time, more headspace for that innovation. And, you know, as automation, we're in this kind of continually evolving space from like no code, low code now, AI just continues to um, to kind of be exciting for, for our industry. Now then, in 10 words or less, Louise, I'd love to hear what your best piece of advice is for women uh, aspiring to technology leadership roles. And I'm paying close attention here too. (laughs) I think it's um, building yourself a really great network. And whether that's, um, you know, network of females or network of people in functions or network of people in C-suite or, you know, different industry sectors. So, I mean, I've been lucky in my journey to have built up a really good network. I mean, I've got 33,000 people on LinkedIn now and every single one of them, I'm sure if I reached out, you know, I get really positive response. So that leads me to the number two is um, don't be afraid to ask. So many people think, oh, no, I couldn't possibly ask that person that question. Or, well, why not? People love helping each other, um, you know, and especially if you're in a similar sector or you're a female or, you know, even, even gentlemen love, you know, helping people. So don't ever be afraid to ask. Whatever it is, I'm sure there's somebody out there that can love to be able to answer and help people. People just generally are kind and they love helping. Brilliant. And then I'd say confidence, have confidence. You know, if you've got a great idea, you know, have confidence and take it forward. And the next one is never give up. My dad passed away, unfortunately, a couple of years ago. He was my, me, my absolutely God. He was wonderful. And he used to say to me, you know, no, ever, don't ever give up. You know, even if you haven't got money or you haven't got, you know, just don't give up. If you're passionate enough, something and you've got a dream, don't ever give up, keep going. And the number of times I've heard people say, oh, I wish I'd given up. And then another thing is, the other thing I'd say is, don't not try, try it. If you've got an idea, don't let anybody say, I've had so many people in my career say that I call them mood hoovers or down. <laughs> you, know, you can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. You know, all the reasons why you wouldn't do it. But if you passionately believe in something enough, just go for it. And I've done more than 10 words, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and I think they are the things I would say. Confidence, facts, don't give up, find mentors, have a network and ask for help. Brilliant. I, I'm, I'm happy you didn't limit, limit that to 10 words, to be honest. That was an absolute wealth of all my life. <laughs> so I'm glad that you uh, broke, broke the rules there, you know. <laughs> it was great. Thank you. And now then, uh, to finish this wonderful chat, if you could change one thing about how the application development world kind of operates, what would that be? You know, it could be gender related or anything, anything you want. Um, I think in the application world, I think if we could do things faster, I mean, I'm telling you a little story, but um, I've, I've been told by people, oh, you've got to own the IP of something. 
because it enhances value. But I think the world has changed dramatically at the moment. And I think you don't have to own the IP for your whole end-to-end platform. There's so many really great smart technologies out there. It's about a Lego block design. So I call it it's microservices in the world. So if you've got a microservice build of applications that join together with APIs, it takes you away from where I've come historically from the financial services, which is all big legacy built applications that you can never change because they're the Titanic scenario. Whereas if you build your platforms with applications that are glued together with API, if technology changes or you want to enhance a new product, it's just a Lego block, plug it in, plug it out. And I just think, you know, that's one thing I can change is change people's mindset now that you don't have to build the whole thing like a legacy application. It's using, you know, and, and then overlaying it with the automation and the automation testings and you know different things that can be put in there. So I'd say think microservices, don't think big legacy applications. Excellent. And then that these microservices, as you say, you can kind of plug in different aspects there, you know, your applications that, that you're operating. It's not that kind of lumping into one technique. I, that logo block analogy is a really good one. I'm going to remember that. Thank you. <laughs> and that's where innovation and continuous improvement continually happens faster, cheaper and change happens quicker. That seems like a really great way to finish, even though sadly, I I wish we could talk for a while. But um, thanks so much for your time today. You've been an absolute champion. Um, You know, we've covered so much ground. Um, You've offered so much uh, food for thought. And, you know, there is one thing vocalizing your values, but there's another thing really putting your money where your mouth is, you know, as you do really day to day. So wholeheartedly supporting women in tech and and your history in driving digital transformations, you know, you're not in that space per se, but you are like, you know, you're, as you say, you are helping others, you know, which you say is so important. So thank you so much, Louise. Hopefully we'll get up to catching up again soon, either online or in person maybe, but enjoy your, your time in Devon. And I can't wait to catch up with you again. Thanks very much, Emma. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I love Louise's story on how she successfully digitized the HMRC tax self-assessment from her pitch backed with so much data to the implementation where costs were reduced substantially. Data is a recurring theme throughout our chat, also relevant to how we define quality. Louise's advice to automate as much as you can and then use data to measure success aligns with our values very much so here at Tricentis. Hear from Louise in a webinar alongside other women leaders on April 26th, championing women in tech and their achievements in driving digital transformations. You can sign up at tricentis.com slash events. Many thanks for listening. Until next airtime. time.